Do our actions inspire copycats? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks. Growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast, and we are up to the Parsha of Nitzavim, one of the final Parshas of the Torah, one of the shortest Parshas of the Torah, and this year, the last Parsha of the year, 5781, with Rosh Hashanah just around the corner. want to look at an element in the Parsha, really a... Uh, Verse, a phrase, two words in the Parsha that tie very tightly to the idea of Rosh Hashanah that's just around the corner and how we look at our lives, evaluate our lives, and make determinations as how we're going to live our lives. Toward the end of the Parsha, God describes to us, take note of the fact that I have given you options. I've given you Chaim and Tov, life and good, and Moves and Ra, and death and bad. And a few verses later, and you shall choose life. In order that you live, you and your children that follow you, you shall choose life. So let's get perspective over here. Is there another option? I mean, is there, is there another reasonable option? Is that a choice? Do I have to be reminded? Do I have to be encouraged to choose life? You're given... Choice A is life. Choice B is the opposite. And I'm suggesting to you or demanding, however you read this verse, that you choose life. Well, of course. Commentaries pick up on this and ask, what exactly are we being told in this idea of choose life? Make that your choice. The commentary of the Sephorno, printed in uh, many of the texts of the Chumashim, describes the recognition that it's not just this life. We're looking at la'ad, looking at the future, looking at the world to come and make decisions in this life related to that life. And I would suggest the theme that I believe we may have made reference to once before in our Tahoe's Talks podcast, if not, certainly worth noting. The word chayim, the word life, is a curious word in terms of its structure because the yim at the end of the word chayim is generally used to make a singular noun into a plural. So if you have one child, it's a yeled. Yeladim would be children. One eye, ayin. Enayim, two eyes. The im at the end turns into a plural. And over here, chai, you get a chai necklace. Uh, people buy them, they think they're good luck signs. Or just they want to express the, express the term chai, life. People often give $18 increments for charity, $18, $36, or $1,800, or $18,000. It, it's common to associate our charity with life, and the number 18 is used, that's chai, the letter chet and yud. Chayim is the plural of that, really, it's lives. So l'chayim really is lives. To life, to life l'chayim is really to lives, to lives l'chayim, which is strange. Why is the word chayim a plural term? And some suggest that this is to remind us there's no such thing as going through this life in a vacuum. It's not a solitary experience. There is another life that follows. And everything we do in the here and the now is determining the life we will experience in the future. Big topic, not our topic for today, to get into the whole idea of the world to come. We know that this is a temporary fleeting existence. And if we're down here for 120 years, that's deemed a big deal which is infinitesimally irrelevant compared to infinite, eternal existence. That's really the goal. The behaviors we do, the good that we generate, hopefully, 
is creating the reality of our existence in the world to come. And live this life choosing Chaim, choosing behaviors that are contributing not only to the good over here, but the eternal good as well. So bearing that in mind, if we live our lives cognizant of the fact that there's something ahead, something grand, that's like living if, if a person is going to school, knowing that they're trying to get a degree to have a certain profession, or someone who's doing some type of training, recognizing there's an outcome, or somebody who's at the airport to get on the plane, you know there's a bigger goal, and that's going to determine how you behave, what you carry along with you, how you're dressed, because you are focused on something beyond this current experience. So, so too, going through this life, recognizing that there's something far bigger, can change our priorities. Is the really, really, really big deal my car? Or is the really, really big deal my charity? And all of our decisions, how we balance uh, different aspects of our life, how much energy and attention we put to different spheres, can be very different if we view this as the staging ground for something far bigger. Another message is in the words of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, of blessed memory of the greatest Torah sages of the, of the last century. And he describes, we could view Torah living as a lot of detail. It's a checklist I go through. I do ABC, I avoid XYZ. And a person could technically get it all right in a very, you know, on paper, technical sense, but not really be living it. And if you think about it, how many times do we do things that are, okay, I've got to do this, kind of, it's a demand, it's a command, I'll follow through, but I'm not living it, not eager. Let's move it to the world of our own uh, self, uh, own development in other realms. Uh, you can have a neighbor on one side of you who's preparing for a marathon and all you hear about him is the moaning and the groaning and this is so tough and comes back after the marathon with the sores on his feet and that's not very inspiring. You're not going to follow suit and put on the sweatpants or the, the jogging shorts and try to catch up with his level of skill and motivation and training where all you hear is the Okay, I did it, pulled it off, but boy, was that a drag. The other side of you has got that guy who's all chipper and excited as he gets out there and does his run every day and he's looking forward each day. Hey, I'm feeling a little more power than I had the day before. And this week, I've got the stamina. And you just hear that upbeat sense of life and vitality. Same behaviors, maybe even the same kind of end goal, but very different sentiment. And therefore, very different reactions to those around them. When we live Torah with Chaim, with a sense of life, this is vital, this is meaningful, this is exciting, this is something I'm passionate about, that is going to be something that people around us will detect, they'll perceive, they'll be a kind of contagious energy, and they'll start copying our practices, mimicking our ways. Rabbi Moshe finds it himself when bemoaning the tragic loss uh, that happened in the later 1800s, early 1900s, huge swells of immigration to this country, a significant percentage of people who put enormous focus and attention on trying to preserve aspects of their Judaism, but very low retention rates among their own children. And he said it's because many people came back. There was an expression in those days, what's your career, what's your job? I have a 52 job a year 
52 job per year um, experience because each week I get fired when I don't show up on Shabbos and Saturday, I've got to find something new on Monday. Well, there were rare individuals who took that as a badge of honor, as a pride. I'm standing up for Shabbos. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. My Judaism is meaningful. My Jewish experiences are meaningful. And there were many who came back each week broken and not judging any of them. But the reality is, who wants to mimic a broken parent? The Yiddish expression, it's difficult to be a Jew. People were saying that not intentionally trying to dissuade their children. They were saying that as a statement, it's tough, but I'm going to do it. But if all you hear is tough, I don't want to do that. The opposite approach of this is an opportunity to show God I really care about what he is asking of me. I'm devoted. I'm loyal. I'm that soldier who is putting it all out. And that's meaningful to me, and it's exciting to have an opportunity despite all the difficulties. In our world, we're thankfully not tested as that generation was. But an issue of how we give our charity, I had somebody I was collecting involved in a fundraising um, effort, and he said to me, I'd love to give to the cause. I want to help you out, but do me a favor. Please come to my house tonight after dinner. Okay, you don't want to do it online? He said, no, no, no. My kids never see me give tzedakah. I recall seeing my grandparents with people coming to the door. He's telling me, I mean, we still have it somewhat in much of our world, but many neighborhoods never see it. Uh, and we had people come to the door, and I was able to observe my parents with joy, welcoming them in. Can I give you a hot tea, hot coffee? Let me get out some cash or a check. Just yesterday, I had a gentleman telling me his grandparents lived near the train station in Lexington, Kentucky. And people coming representing causes in New York and in Israel would go off the train and know they could come to his grandmother's kitchen, would always have a hot drink, some fresh piece of kosher cake, and a donation uh, with which they would leave the home. But this gentleman said, my kids never see that. Who sees their parents giving charity anymore? Who sees that they can welcome somebody and say, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for the opportunity for me to contribute to your cause. Can I get you a drink? So that was a great example of somebody living it not just doing it. And when you live it, others can catch that energy as well and can want to mimic that. So with this end of the year message of to v'chayim, choose life, we're going to be talking about chayim a lot on Rosh Hashanah. Zachreinu l'chayim, mention us for life, remember us for life, the book of life. And let's be aware of those elements of life. Life meaning not just over here, over here is a very, very important, we really want to take advantage of every moment we have over here. We want every extra moment we can get, but with the goal of facilitating a much more significant eternal life. And when we have the opportunity to do so much in our lives, let's be vital. Let's be passionate. Let's be, be engaged in what we're doing, not just kind of checking something off on the list. In so doing, We'll inspire our copycats and inspire ourselves to mimic our own behaviors because we'll be excited. Hey, that felt good. I want to do that again. In so doing, we will be hopefully the type of people that when God judges in Rosh Hashanah, he says, that's the type of person to whom I want to grant more of this Chaim, with which we can look forward to making next year, a year that we use that Chaim to be the type of people who will be far more likely to achieve our Tachlis.